Welcome to Talking Shop, the podcast all about Adobe Photoshop. Brought to you by learningphotoshop.cc. Here's your host, Dave Cross. After a short two-week hiatus, welcome to episode 49 of Talking Shop. This week, how to be consistently consistent. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Talking Shop podcast. If you're a regular listener, I apologize that there was no podcast the last couple of weeks, but I found myself heavily into virtual summit land one week in the preparation and last week in the actual running of the event, which proved to be both successful and crazy in terms of the amount of time I was spending on my computer answering emails and tech support and making sure everything was working. So it was great. And I got a lot of really good comments. I appreciate anyone that from this group that tuned in to watch the sessions during the virtual summit. We had nothing but great reactions to it. So actually, the preparation of the summit is what led me to this week's topic of the concept of being consistently consistent. And hopefully it'll make better sense as I go along here. But what made me think of this was in the process of preparing the summit, I ended up using a few tools that I've never used before. Ones that, for example, would very quickly extract the audio from a video file, the platform that I used for the summit itself, as well as uh, at least one other kind of utility software. And as I was using them and experiencing some frustrations as to their inconsistencies with what I would consider standard things, it made me appreciate more how Adobe does such a great job of being consistent. So as an example, in every program you've ever used, the keyboard shortcut to quit is, and I'm sure most of you were saying, command Q or control Q, depending on the platform you use. Right, that's that's what it is on all of them, except for one of these small applications that I downloaded and paid $12 for where it was command shift Q. What? Why? There wasn't any other shortcut that was spoken for like why why would they do that that's just that'd be like changing the shortcut for copy and paste it's like come on and of course every time i use it guess what my fingers pressed every time and i'd go don't oh it's like a freaking 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 and then i'd have to go and oh yeah it's it's command shift q or control shift q to quit out of this thing i mean really seriously and then there was the platform that i was using to run the summit itself where overall it, it was a good product. I'm not going to mention it because I don't want to say things about it that are negative, but let's just say little things that became just frustrating. So, for example, in one part of this platform, because it's all web-based, if I wanted to add a graphic the first time, like my logo, for example, I would upload it, and once I did, from then on, it would appear right in this almost like little media browser. So it's cool. And every time I want a logo, I just had to click on it and hit apply and and then apply because you had to press it twice. Don't know why. And then in another part of this same web-based application, I would be crafting an email and I'd go to add my logo and I'd click on the little button for add image and it would say, please upload your graphic. And I was like, 
but I did already. But that was a different part. So apparently there was no way for part A to correspond with part B, which was just weird to me. And the final thing in this one, again, not a big deal, but gosh, it would be so easy to change this. I would go to work on one part, and let's just say it was a, a page that I wanted to edit. So I would click on it and it would come up and say edit. So I'd click on the button that says edit. I would make some changes to it and I would go to make sure those changes were recorded. Again, I would ask you, what would you think the button would say? Perhaps save? But no, it said edit. And I'm like, well, so is it actually saving the changes? I mean, it, I learned very quickly it was, but again, from an interface, a user experience standpoint, it was like, why would it say edit when I'm finished editing and I want to make sure that those edits have been saved? And I got past it. I mean, obviously, I haven't got completely past it because I'm telling you about it. But at the same time, it was like, it just struck me as being really odd and kind of got in my way a little bit. And it was things when you're trying to learn something brand new like I was, I'd never used this before. It's those little things that can make a big difference. And that's why at the end of that whole experience, I felt like, boy, I want to tip my hat to Adobe because overall, they do a really good job of that type of consistency where when you're in a dialog box, the preview button looks the same or the preview checkbox looks the same and there's a cancel button and there's okay. And there, you know, there's just some consistent interface so you know what to expect and you're not fighting with it so that it's hard enough to learn new tools and new terminology. We shouldn't have to also be fighting. Am I clicking the right thing? Is this actually saving? You know, how does, how does this all work? So big, big marks to Adobe for, for that. Not just the fact that you can be very new to Photoshop and yeah, there's a lot to learn and we've talked about this before, but at least you're not fighting with the interface going, why does this panel look so different than the other one? And the very experienced Photoshop user right now is probably thinking, oh, but the such and such panel, it looks a little different than the others or the such and such filter doesn't look exactly the same as the new ones. Yeah, you're right. But overall, when you think of the amount of options and controls in Photoshop, you got to admit, it is pretty good. There's not too much inconsistency. Now, I'm not going to spoil this whole thing by saying, but what happens if you jump over to Illustrator or InDesign where it's consistent, but there's a lot of inconsistencies as well? That's a topic for another day. Now, how can we apply this concept of being consistent to actually using Photoshop. I'll get to that in a moment, but first. It's time for the tip of the week. This week's tip is about a very useful thing called quick mask. This is a different way to view your selection. So if you have an active selection, and you're finding it hard to look at the marching ants and really tell if you have an accurate selection, you can tap the letter Q on your keyboard and it switches into this view called Quick Mask. And what you'll see is a colored overlay. The colored areas represent the areas that are not selected and the areas that have no overlay is your selection. So it's basically the rough equivalent 
of the resulting mask just using this overlay. By default, the overlay is red, but you do have the option of changing it if you double click on the quick mask button at the bottom of the toolbox. But the whole premise of this is it's you can both use it to view your selection, but you can also adjust it. So if you want to take away parts of the selection, you paint with black. If you want to add to the selection, you paint with white. Once you're happy, tap letter Q again to go back to your active selection. With short tutorials, in-depth multi-lesson courses, and live Q&A sessions, learningphotoshop.cc provides the Photoshop training you need to succeed. Right before we stop for that tip, I kind of teased the idea of how can we apply the concept of consistency in Photoshop. Well, here's an example of that. As you use Photoshop more, you'll find there are little things that happen all the time that you can rely on because of their consistency. For example, in a previous podcast, I'm sure I talked about the Option or Alt key in Photoshop and how that's almost always a modifier to offer more options. So for example, if you're in a dialog box that has a cancel button, if you hold down the Option or Alt key, you're gonna see a button that says Reset. If you're working with a tool that, such as the, let's say the marquee tool, when you click and drag, it just draws a rectangle. But if you hold down the option or alt key, it draws the rectangle from the center outwards. So you can pretty much rely on that being consistent. It's not always gonna do the same thing, but it's always gonna be a modifier that makes some additional operation or makes it work better perhaps in some way. And the same idea goes with the shift key. Let's specifically talk about making selections. So we know hopefully that when you have an active selection, if you hold down the shift key, then it will add to that selection. What about if you have some alpha channels or some layer masks? If you hold down the command or control key and click on that thumbnail, it will load that as a selection. Well, if you wanted to load another one, you would hold down the shift key and command or control click on that other mask or other alpha channel to add to the selection. So you see how it's there's some consistency there. Even though we're doing different operations, you can think of this, the use of the shift key in the same way. And I think the more you use Photoshop, you'll see that type of consistent operations. So it's not just the consistency of the way the interface looks and feels, it's also you can expect some consistency with the way you use tools and the way you can apply a concept from one tool to another. It can be very different tools, but the way that they work is the same. So let me give you one other example. With an adjustment layer, a common way that I will work is I'll over adjust something. I only, only want to adjust a small area. So I'll make an overall over adjustment and then fill the layer mask with black. And then wherever I want the adjustment to appear, I'll paint just those areas with white. So in effect, my paintbrush becomes the paint in the adjustment brush, if you will. Well, the same theory would apply if I copied and pasted a big chunk of pixels that I only want to use part of to retouch a photograph, I would copy more than I needed, add a layer mask filled with black, and then paint with white to reveal the parts of those pasted pixels that, that I needed for the work I'm doing. So two very different operations, but both have a consistency in the approach that I'm taking of taking advantage of the concept of filling a layer mask with black and then painting with white to show them. So hopefully that gives you a few ideas of how you can take advantage of the consistency of Photoshop. 
Once again, I'd like to thank anyone who took the time to take part in the Photoshop Virtual Summit. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, this was an online event we did last week and it was so successful. I'm quite sure it'll happen again. So look for news about that in the future. I'm Dave Cross. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Please subscribe and tell your Photoshop using friends. Find us at TalkingShop.show. This podcast is not authorized, endorsed, or sponsored by Adobe, publisher of Photoshop.